How is life, guys? This is the Rolling Stoner Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Rollin. It is a beautiful Tuesday morning. Tuesday, April 6th. I had a great fucking weekend this weekend. It was Easter weekend. And Easter, it's not like one of my favorite holidays because like, I don't know, I don't really like looking for eggs. My parents were always really good at hiding them, so it was always like a challenge for me. It took a majority of the morning. But now we get back at them because now me and my sister would hide K-cups in the backyard for my dad. Uh, so yeah, everything kind of balanced out. But anyway, but I like it because it's a good like restart for me. It's like a good rebirth. Um, spring, it's a way to welcome in spring and summer. And that's usually when I'm in like the prime of my like mentality. Uh, I never really liked the winter and stuff so yeah so like that's what I love about traditions and stuff and I realize like every day is kind of just like repetitive time is kind of just like a construct we make to get through this just giant solar cycle because in the really big picture of things we're all just walking on a rock going around a giant ball of fire but with traditions and doing things once a year, it kind of brings more meaning to our trip around the sun. Because once a year we allow ourselves to do certain things and become a different type of person if we want. And um, I don't know, just like resettle in ourselves and redefine who we want to be for the next trip around the sun. So that's why I like holidays. And especially Easter. Uh, anyway, and other current events. Baylor beat Gonzaga 86-70 to in the NCAA men's basketball tournament to finish up March Madness. And I'm going to say it, I couldn't believe it, but that goddamn TikTok dog that my girlfriend showed me, he was right at the beginning of this thing. He, like, guessed all the people who would win in the first round, and he guessed, like, half of them right. But me and Sydney deduced that through his guesses, he was really guessing that Baylor was going to win it all. Because uh, he also made other guesses of like, oh, it's going to be a team from the West or something that's going to win. Like, it was like, I don't know, it was some kind of bullshit calls. But in the end, he did guess right. So, I mean, you can't really, you can't really knock him for it. I can't really I can't really say anything other than that. Like you got it right, so when the cards all fall. Uh the MLB All Star game will be moved from Georgia to Denver because uh, Georgia like changed their voting laws to make it harder for mail in voting and shit in light of like the recent election and like the MLB commissioner's like, fuck that or so he pulled out of Georgia. Um and I think a lot of people uh can relate to pulling out of the south because of some political issues uh but anyway uh in non-sports news cruises want the cdc to allow vaccinated passengers to set sail because cruises need to make money they've been losing a shit ton of money this past year because there's no fucking business for them uh, and honestly, I say, yeah, let the vaccinated passengers go set see it. go set sail. Old people got to see the world before they die. Hell, I wouldn't mind it if I died during the sea. 
that make it so easy for me to have a Viking funeral. That's all I want. Viking funeral would be pretty dope. You just put me in like a little like safety little boat from the cruise ship. Just set me out into the open sea, and then have one of have one of like the Cirque du Soleil archers just start firing flaming arrows at me. That'd be cool. Well, anyway, it's time for a new game for the Rolling Stoner podcast. It's called Rear Window. And it's where I look out my rear window at people walking around, and I try to guess what they're up to with their lives. And I know you guys can't see what I see, so I'll be very descriptive. And I'm a communication major, so this shall be easy for me. Right now, I see a guy walking across the street. He looks a little bit overweight, but not too much to be, like, he needs to hit the gym. But he isn't, like, morbidly obese. I think he's walking, so which means he's working on it. And I'm happy for him. Guys gotta, guys gotta get fit. I started. I was a little chubby back in the day too. But anyway, he's got some nice headphones on, so he definitely can't hear a word I'm fucking saying. I'm also like 20 feet above his head. But he has a cable. He doesn't have wireless headphones, so he's a little retro. Now there's this girl. She's in the shadows, but she's in all black, which is kind of counterintuitive. Like, if you're wearing all black, like, you shouldn't be out in Arizona heat. It's like 90 degrees outside. So, of course, she's in the shadow. She's using it. She looks like a fucking vampire, to be honest. But then she has the white Air Forces on, and those are the only things that are in the sunlight. It's kind of funny. At least she matches. Um, There's a dude riding a bicycle on rural in a busy-ass street. Almost got hit by a car, and he's wearing jeans. Man. I like jeans though. I used to get, people used to like, would place bets in high school on whether I'd show up to the party wearing jeans or not. Oh, here's a dude definitely walking from the gym. He's in a, like a muscle shirt, but it's neon yellow. And you know, the only people who will only accept that are muscle heads who are already just ripped off of the, oh, there's a cop car. Uh, but it's a ASU cop, so it's like just fancy security. But anyway, and everyone's wearing masks. You can tell a lot about a person wearing a mask, whether they don't give a fuck, whether they're poor, up there. <clears throat> like, I remember when masks first came out, like, everyone got grabbed the free ones, but then all, like, the foreign exchange students, or, like, the kids who had money, had all these fancy-ass masks that would, like, have vents and shit. Hmm. Well, anyway, that concludes this episode's game of Rear Window, because... Everyone else is in class right now, and I need to go study. But anyway, this is going to be a great episode for you guys. Um, Talking about a lot of stuff. We talk about which animals we're going to kill. I interview interview a new rapper that's on the scene uh, releasing his new EP coming out in May. Uh, He's going to be talking about his philosophies behind it and why he's doing it. Um, I think he's going by the name uh, Yami. Anyway, and we got his new single uh, that will be in the description. Make sure you give a listen to. I freestyle with this guy, and he's really good, a lot better than me. And then we have a debate on whether or not there's more good or evil in the world. So if you really like that eternal conflict that humans have been pondering for all of time, and you want my input in on it and a couple other stoners, then stay tuned. 
it'll be a fun time. He like never has guests. He never has guests. It's just by himself. I'm pretty sure it's literally just him with his phone, just talking as he's like yeah, doing his morning routine. Because that's like all he really needs for a podcast. Yeah, I'm playing yeah. these fucking drums, man. Like I'm trying to be like this legend, man. Well, you're someone interesting. Like, hey, we can just talk, and he's like really interesting. Oh, he's yeah. such an interesting yeah. person. Because that's why also I've realized I need to become a more interesting person, in order to like succeed. Yeah. And, and like when you had. Just from the people he's had on has like become like so wise and mm-hmm. like intelligent. Yeah, yeah cause you 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 even see it in his conversation and how he talks. He'll just like name drop a shit ton of stuff, and you're just like, yeah, because I met the scientist yeah. who founded yeah, the it. I, I had him on the podcast. Yeah, the three hour long conversation. Yeah. Too. So that's what I'm trying to get. You know, later, like right now, I'm like Gandalf the Gray, Joe Rogan, Gandalf the White. Like, trying to get on that level, but I gotta like go through hell and fight a Balrog yeah, first. Balance, baby. But anyway, <laughs> speaking of killing beasts. What animal do you feel pretty confident if you had like one melee weapon one melee that weapon. you could kill? Like, like I know if I had a baseball bat, a metal baseball bat, I could kill a giraffe. I, I think I'd kill a giraffe unarmed. All you have, all you have to do is just play yourself. I, I always thought about it like you ever played God of War? I've yeah once. So like you're facing like a boss fight, right? And you're kind of like climbing up it and uh-huh. like you're like dealing damage along the way but like at some point you're trying to like choke the giraffe out like yeah at one point that's why I'd use the bat because the bat would be perfect to suffocate it as well because right. like trying to kill a giraffe like their necks are like if it's a big one it's like a couple feet wide you're not gonna I mean they, you're gonna they, have to like they fight with that to, yeah I was gonna say they fucking whip that I've seen a couple giraffes like chase people and shit that's why because they like use their neck as like a weapon which would be scary it would like be a, like a boss fight in a video game. Like, alright, how big of a alright, how big of a snake do you think you can kill before like you don't think you can kill it? World Trade Center probably a fucking yeah, melee weapon. That shit's it's just a fucking snake. Uh, like, like if it runs up on me, bro, I'll if just you got it in half. <laughs> <laughs> the bigger the better. <laughs> <laughs> alright, but barehanded, no melee weapon. I mean, like you get you get a snake, right? Like just. How, how big is the snake? Like, I mean, imagine... I can't imagine it's, like, any snake that's so big that, like, you can't, like, punch its head in, right? Okay, well, like, if you think... Like, cobras got venom. But, like... So they're gonna be spraying that shit at you. But, like, I, can, okay, I but think I can take... Okay, but cobras aren't that big compared to the anacondas or pythons. I think I can take a cobra shot before I take it first. Alright, you guys... They're definitely the getting a couple bites in, though. That's it, yeah, it's the debate, like, it, killing it first. Or just, like, trying to, like... I'd say that you're, like, most confident. Like, what type of snake do you think, like, you can take in a fight? Like, confidently. Or like, these pythons. Or these pythons, okay. Like, I don't, like, I could kill any snake in a fight, like, first. Like, I'd kill it first, but, like, I'm start. I'm on, like, the cool down, take a shower after the, like, post game, and, like, I'm dying in the shower. Oh, yeah, because you gotta <laughs> suck all that venom, though. But, like, I'd, I'd win the fight, though. All right, so then what snake would you want to fight? Would I want This is, like, you're Mike Tyson. But you have to fight my snakes. Champ, my championship bout. I mean, yeah. Who are you like? Pound for pound. You got. You got to get like a, a constrictor, right? Because like oh, I feel like, or, or like how good you yeah, are at wrestling. The, man. Like I'm pretty, you know, gotta keep it down. Like you like 
wrap it up your legs, but like I'm saying that that fight, like it's trying to wrap itself around you, like it's trying to it's trying to choke you out from the stomach, man. So like it's sort of like you kind of gotta balance that out. But I but like with a venomous one, like they're not like they're not that big, right? So like you could just like kind of give it give it a one too. Yeah, it's not that big. You should have a weapon in compensation. That's fair. Okay. Humans are so like unarmed. Like <laughs> here, if they have venom, we'll give you venom. You have I give venom. You no, you have a handkerchief full of chloroform. <laughs> That's how you kill a snake. But yeah, just put it right over their mouth. Yeah, but you also they don't open their mouth. You also have a runny nose at the time, so you accidentally. Give me that charge. Who would you rather have to? Who would you rather fight? A fish underwater, and you're like in a scuba tank, man. They're so quick. Or a bird. A bird. Uh, like in a meadow. Not much of fights. Um, I don't think I'm ever touching a fish underwater. I'd say I'd rather fight a fish because at least then you can like swim up and like try to chase it. Like birds, you're kind of like grounded, so like you yeah. just have like. In the, in the bird case, you have, like, a slingshot. I'm saying there's, like, there's a scenario where a fish slowly kills me, and I can't do anything about it, but, like, a bird can't do that to me. Yeah. Like, a fish could just, like, bite my calf till I die, and, like, I couldn't do anything. Yeah, or if, this, if the fish is, like, intelligent enough, it's known to go for, like, your oxygen source. So you are in Deeper a scuba water. tank. You just keep swimming and away I, from you. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. can't catch a fish underwater. But, like, I, I feel like I'm guessing fish, it's a fight. A so okay, then you got a harpoon gun. Oh, well, oh come on. I'm fucking that fish up yeah. so quick, man. <laughs> I feel like fish can be super agile underwater, though. And, like, a bird, it can only be... Well, Have you ever gone, like, snorkeling well, and scuba I think diving? Bird might be more fish predictable. Because we've seen birds. Like, you don't, you don't like, like, really watch fish. Unless you're, like, every day at the aquarium. You're not really... You don't know how fish swim, really. Okay. Like, yeah, they go straight and stuff, but can they, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could they? I feel like they could do some of the basic maneuvers pretty yeah, easy. Yeah. And with like currents and shit, they'll know where the, the currents are, so they could just like glide in, yeah, like yeah. fucking. Yeah, you'd be out of your character. Have you seen dolphins like catch and kill? I've seen a dolphin fight a shark once. Not in have real you, life, but. Have you seen the dolphins do the shit where like they like? They kick up the sand and like. Yep, and they like they the, swim. Oh, it's so yeah, it's they, so cool. They go in a circle. First off, so they're like in open water, right? And yeah. they like herd a bunch of like fish that are too big for like very shallow water, mm-hmm. and they like herd them toward like the shoreline, right? And then like once they get there, they all start swimming in a circle and they like start kicking sand up, so the fish like are scared they like can't like escape it. So like they're all just they're all just like packed together in this little circle, and the dolphins just like start eating them. Damn, it's so it's so genius. Dolphins are pretty smart. They're like the pigs of the ocean. Or, um, oh, I saw this video. Okay, I have this belief that, like, orcas, killer whales, yeah. are, like, the second most dominant, like, animal on Earth. They're getting fucked up by us, though. I know, that's what I'm saying. They're number two. <laughs> it's pretty far and away, but, like, I was saying, like, I knew this after I saw this video, right? 
there's this orca, and it Tom's is the steel up sixty feet in the air. <laughs> combo, combo. His skin just burns because <laughs> it hits the water. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like at SeaWorld or something, and so like you know it's getting fed fish, mm-hmm. and so the orca it doesn't it doesn't eat the fish right away, right? So it takes the fish, and so there's a lot of birds at SeaWorld, you know, they're flying around, and the orca like puts the fish like right up on the edge of the their thing. So the birds start like coming down because they want the fish too, and the orca then takes out like two birds from the. Oh. I'm gonna pull up the video right now. <laughs> they also just splash waves on the seals trying to hide on ice. Oh, that's pretty intelligent. Yeah, they can knock them off. That's really cool. There's a lot of things in nature that like are a lot smarter than you think. This is gonna be the fun fact of the day. Actually, it's fungal intelligence, which is like mushrooms whole other part of life that humans have barely just started to analyze it. But it's what also what you consider intelligence because only the really thing that we have up against other animals is not necessarily intelligence. <laughs> Our ability to communicate. Ability to not well, no. animal can communicate. communicate but like, but the ability on such reason. a vast the yeah. ability to yeah, logic. Like ethics or yeah. yeah, the knowledge yeah. of good and evil and all that shit. The, but anyway, these mushrooms are hella fucking efficient and smart. Because the way they're doing it is it's these colonies of little tiny mini like single cell organisms, but they have these co- and they just they just feed off of food, and so they put a bunch of this mushroom in a giant maze and then put food at the entrances, and then what this mushroom did was like secretly mo- multiplied and this colony figured out this way to go through the maze in the most efficient pattern after like twelve wow. hours. Then what they did was they applied this to a map of Tokyo. And they put food at all of these subway stops. And then they let the mushroom do the thing. And after an hour, or not, like after a day or so, it came back with a more efficient subway layout than the one that's in Tokyo right now. So now they are <laughs> like replacing the Tokyo <laughs> thing to this planet. <laughs> because it's literally yeah. more efficient. Like they figured it out for us. sector they're trying to build right now when it comes to energy efficiency and just a lot of uh, sh- uh, building structures and engineering a lot of them simply just take knowledge from what we have on earth mm-hmm. like like from mushrooms or like from fucking fish scales fucking yeah, silk from exactly. spider webs it's like that shit like you learn a lot from other species of animals around the planet and how that we kind of using them more That's why, like, I think that's where science is going more, is learning from, I think, a lot of, the smart people will realize, like, we have resources we should learn from, we shouldn't just destroy them and use them, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's not just black and white, you can't dismiss it, you gotta accept it, you gotta take everything for what it is. Uh, do you ever like pack a bowl and then forget to hit it and then you're like watching something because you're already like already high yeah and then you pack a bowl forget to hit it 10 20 minutes go by you're like dude i'm gonna smoke again i'm gonna go pack a bowl and then go it's right there facts yeah
That's, that's fire. That's self-love right yeah. there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's giving yourself a little, little treat. You can hear if you want to throw this in the bowl, you can pack it down in there. Yeah. I got you. Do a little sound. So introduce yourself. Uh, all right, yeah. Um, my name's Alex Edelman. Uh, Alexander Edelman, formally. <laughs> yes, returning guest. Yeah, returning guest. I've uh, been on a few times. This time I'm on to uh, talk about a little EP that uh, me and my boy are producing right now. Uh, doesn't have uh, an official name as of right now, but... Uh, do you have any unofficial names like working yeah, names? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have I do have working names. What? what um, so one of them was I'm alright. I'm alright. I'm alright. Literally just I'm alright. Okay. Um, thematically works. <coughs> uh, the second one was Miss My Life. Okay. And then kind of a different theme. Different theme a little bit, but like content, also also. When I guess the the point of the name of I'm alright is, is you kind of would have to go through and listen because it's easy to say you're alright, but like yeah, it's not I guess always you're usually alright. Is it double meaning? Is it yeah. I'm alright or I'm alright? I got I like that. Or I've been like a, a good one too would just be combining them like I'm alright, I miss my life. Like mm. you can do shit like that and just like make it paradoxical. Um, working titles though. That's that's about it as far as working titles go. I'd have to the thing we have to do is we have to get the track list in order gotcha. first, and I think I'm gonna listen to it like mm-hmm. all the way through before I decide on a name for real. Because I yeah. feel like that's important story yeah, storytelling yeah. aspect a little bit for me, you know. Yeah, and you want the title to be a real big like big picture type thing, because um, like if you even look at like the greater because like albums and stuff like to pimp a butterfly. Uh, which I think is one of the greatest rap albums of all time. It's one of the greatest albums of all time. I yeah, love that you can. It's a the title of it in itself is about the main character of the album and how he uh, yeah. goes through yeah. life, and it's about the poem. I mean, that was yeah, yeah Kendrick's so metamorphosis. So uh, like, yeah, it made sense. That was, and then even like Bad City to too. That's a that title like branches on everything the album's about oh absolutely no yeah, yeah absolutely and that's why I, I i mean i know like i've got i've not given like serious sit down thought to the title yet because like that's something i guess in my creative process i think that i think that i'm all about like the music for real and i'm all mm-hmm. about like whatever yeah, whatever, whatever song i'm making so yeah like looking big picture before i've made all of it mm-hmm. i think would be a tangent for me and i wouldn't necessarily be like focusing on the content of it but some people you know if you have an epiphany of like if you have a vision and like yeah. you you want to start with like like bare bone like end product bare bones mm-hmm. you know just how is this going to be packaged and you can manage to reverse engineer it from there like that's yeah, dope too exactly. that's i it. think some yeah. people some people are also like bottom up or top down yeah like you're you said how you want to do the product and all of that yeah. but my podcast started with the name yeah the rolling exactly and then yeah. i built built down right yeah so, yeah, see, I'm just more of a starter from the bottom person. I like to have, like, a sturdy base going. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I know that, you know, just me being me, like, once I built up to wherever I want to be, like, mm-hmm. I have everything I already need. So I'm what is gonna... the product of your EP? What is, what's the music going to be about? Oh, um, so, yeah, I, I think that... I think it's I think it'll be interesting. So I'm going to try to paint a picture of, like, this really... This transitory period between between the start of my the start of freshman year and the end of quarantine okay yeah and i've kind of like for the past like 
two, you know, almost two semesters mm-hmm. now, like, I've been mulling over this and, like, what, how I, like, really, really changed during that period. How, and how that change had been taking form and had been, like, getting ready, almost like baby yeah. teeth coming in for so, like, so, years, so prior, coming of age years prior to that. Yeah, coming of age for sure, but I think I've always been, like, fairly mature. I don't think it was a maturity thing. I think it was, like, an ego thing. Like, I yeah, think I that... So yeah, humbling then. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, somewhat humbling. I think I've moved. I think I've moved past a lot of a lot of my ego. I think I've escaped my ego a little bit, which it just yeah, it, it opened up a lot of new feelings for me. Um, a lot of new ways of thinking, topic. and yeah, a lot of new humbleness. Like you said, like mm-hmm. I. You know, I'm a person that always, from when I was little, I loved to argue because I always wanted to be right. Like, that was the shit. Don't get me wrong. I'll still argue if Did I'm, you, have you know, if I have convictions. Yeah, I have two older sisters. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, so we'll always be going at it. But, you know, <laughs> if, I have, if I have convictions about something, I'll fight for it. I'll argue for it. But, like, I am, I, I can put my pride away if need be. Like, I don't, you know. It's sometimes it's just not worth skill it. skill to have. Yeah. Uh, that's also a part of maturity in another sense. It's not. It is. Yeah, yeah. it is. Sometimes you're just, yeah. quote-unquote, the bigger person. Exactly. Yeah. There's, like, two parts of growing up. There's learning how the world works and learning how you work in the world. Yeah. But it's so funny because, like, we use the word, we toss the word maturity around and people automatically associate it with, like, age. And, like, mm-hmm. I've met a lot of really mature people that are young. That like, And I think it part of that is, like I mentioned, like, letting go of the self, letting go of the ego. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, you know really more just taking in everything around you and like seeing that like this you know there is no center like there's no center to this universe like everything is like you are you are one with everything like moving around and everything else happening yeah everything and so you have to have like a real empathetic view about it that way too and i think some of those people are like far younger than me that i've met and it's just interesting i'm like yeah that's a different level of maturity maybe different than we talk about but I think maturity comes with experience. It doesn't have to come through. Yeah. Because yeah. if you spend 20 years sitting in the room, the, like in a room, the, what are you going to know? It's like the cave. Yeah. But <laughs> it's if like you spend two years, years traveling little, yeah. the world, you're going to know a shit ton. Pardon me. No, that's a, that's, a, that's a really good point. I think that's why people travel a lot, too. They want to expose themselves to things. Because, like, it's easy to be... It's easy to be I think brainwashed and people are like aware of that when yeah. you sit in a certain reality for too long, you, it become your view becomes centric to yeah. whatever that is. You yeah. know, uh, Mark Twain. He's like one of the first American writers, uh, father mm-hmm. of comedy. Yeah, uh, yeah. he did talk about everything. He yeah. he was also one of the first guys to travel to the uh, frontier. Yeah, and he wrote a quote in the beginning of like when international travel was really a thing. He said, "Travel is the adversary to prejudice." So the more you I learn, think, yeah, the more I think it, yeah, learn. the more yeah, yeah, and exactly, and like ignorance is, I think, honestly, the root of a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of stereotypes, prejudices, you know, yeah. xenophobia, every, yeah. a lot of problems. Just jump in, those, yeah, jump into that black and white. Computer. Because in order for you to make rational decisions, you have to have like information, and to not have to, ha- to lack that information, I think, would be the pre- the prejudice itself. Because you're coming to a decision based on no logical information you've been given. You know, like somebody of... People, uh, like, anti, anti-Asian anti sentiment right now because yeah. of COVID. Yeah, that's so stupid. And, like, people are fed, like, false information. And many people have never actually been to Asia and a lot of parts of Asia. Yeah, and, or don't experience. Yeah, and they, they and have no idea what it actually looks like, but assume that it is this way or it is this, like, 
you know, negative connotation that's that's been fed to them, even though that like logically yeah. they've not been given any reliable information or yeah. experienced anything for themselves. And instead of that, they treat them as Asian. They don't treat them as human. Yeah, they yeah. just treat them as those negative connotations that they've experienced with exactly. what they've learned about that. Asian it's e- it's like the same way. It's easier to be like it's easier to say things about people when you don't know them and you've not experienced something same way it's easier to say something brave over the internet rather to someone's face because when someone's face to face with you they're really human what's good Cam? like that's a you're looking back at another motherfucking human like there's no two ways to cut it I mean I you know like I truly believe in my heart of hearts even even like some of the most racist people like deep down in their heart of hearts like look at someone that person and are like that's a human they have to yeah and I agree and I think some of them that's why I think think some of them are are actually too like just strictly by definition mentally insane and may not see it that way but you know I mean yeah there's always like exceptions but I think a lot of people it's like the nature versus nurture of like how much has their nurture like taken over versus the nature but the nature's still there and that's like the deep down yeah because we are all human that's the thing like that's and that's a big topic yeah. that I think I touch in on the EP2 is, is nurture because like I don't know what my I don't know what my nature is I don't really I couldn't I couldn't tell I would have to have an intimate look into the life into, into the lives of like my my ancestors and like mm-hmm. what my genetic or like what my genetics actually paint for yeah. nature to know but like nurture is fairly easy to observe on and mm-hmm. see the ways it's affected you if you introspect on it what and would that's you say your nurture has been in your life um I think that my nurture has been interesting I think early my, my early life to like probably 10 years old was fantastic like mm-hmm. really really great um nothing but good memories uh, ten to like, ten to like when my dad passed away, a little bit rougher. So that was like that was a period in my life that was very formative, but I didn't know it at the time because I was young and just like you know I didn't pick up. I wasn't as much involved. Like I was involved in the self, but in the very shallow way, like I mentioned, not introspection, but like um, what would I call it? Projection. Like I, you know, yeah, yeah. Was that? Would you say that's the area of time where you pick up some bad habits? Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Hang, hung, like you know, I can't even speak right now. Excuse me. Hanging around the wrong people, like just. I remember pretty early on, I got I got involved with the wrong people. You know, some of my friends. Like I was. Let's put it this way. By, I would think I was fourteen years old, thirteen years old, the first time that I stepped in like an actual band though, and that was because. And for those of you that don't know, Bando's Trap House. But yeah. for those of you that don't know, um, that wasn't because of uh, anything like actually drug related. I just used to ride dirt bikes when I was little, and yeah, dirt bikes. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and these people like used to whip dirt bikes. But that's kind of how I got like assimilated into this group, and you know, eventually, like it, it, it really did. It, like changed the course of my life, and like I had done things that shit I wouldn't do had that you know like just weren't really me and I you know I'm still friends with these people to this day because I'm an adult now and I can make my own decisions and I'm able to monitor myself but like you know it, there were points there were points during that time in my life where I had to take a step back and be like alright like, what do I what do I want like what am I doing now like cause I knew right from wrong even if I hadn't been told that I was like something feels wrong about this like yeah. I shouldn't be here be doing this would you say is that you developing your ego as you grew up yeah yeah, yeah for sure and also and, and parts of it just like maybe some of it like 
was was nature like that? Like, you know, do we have innate morality? Because I was like, you know, isn't we're not just talking about like selling weed. Like, listen, like, I know plenty of people that have sold weed. My good buddies have sold weed. Ha 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 ha. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like this is this is stuff that I shouldn't be seeing when I'm this age, and so like I'm acutely aware of that. And, and like, you know, I, I did certain things early because I was offered it. And I think now I look back on it and I don't really regret it. I'm like, okay, like, I learned early. I know some people that started late and are, like, in way worse shape because, like, yeah. you know, they're in the honeymoon phase with it and they're just going crazy or doing this, doing that. And, like, learning early was kind of kind of cool for me because it pushed me to mature a little bit quicker. And so I had seen I had seen things that I probably wouldn't have seen till that age. Um definitely death being one of them like i had seen someone od pretty early that shit's fucked up you know but seeing death seeing death that early um you know it doesn't prepare you for death but like when when you see death again it just it hits different like it's not you know like damn the first time you see death you're like what the fuck what the fuck you're like i heard about this but like this is you know like my mom uh when she would, like, take care of me. Because my parents had, like, graduate school and stuff. So, like, I was, uh, my grandparents helped raise me a lot. And my mama would take me on her errands. And half the time, she'd end up having to cater viewings. Mm-hmm. So, she'd just take me, like, my four-year-old self. And there'd just be, like, dead bodies next to me. And I'm like, why is everyone standing around talking? Like, I had no... Yeah. Then my pop-up died, and I was like, oh. Yeah. That's what all that shit was. It, yeah, no, literally. I, I think... My very, very first death I experienced was, like, my grandma, but she, I had never been close to her my whole life. That was on my mom's side. I was close to all my other grandparents, but she was just, like, very, never there. She was absent. So, um, that one didn't really hit me hard. Then I saw the OD, and that one wasn't, like, a, a super close friend of mine. I was really close with my older sister, though. Really hit her, but... I, it was just seeing it, like, being there, and I was old enough to process what was going on at that point, so I was like, what? That's, you know, that's crazy. And then and then my dad passed away in 2016, and that was, like, that's, regardless of when you experience that, that's going to be earth-shaking, because it's your family. Like, there's just that, you know that moment? I know that everyone's, I feel like everyone's going to understand this, because I just know, like, uh, this is human experience. Like, when something so surreal happens, it you just instantly you're launched into this weird reality where it, it, nothing is really real it's like, like it doesn't feel real yeah it's completely yeah. out of body yeah. and you're like just walking around like in this dazed confusion uh-huh. and it's like so it is so not even the experience of like the experience is surreal it's not even someone dying that's surreal you call someone dying surreal you're like this is surreal but it's really just what's going on that's mm-hmm. surreal you know like you're like so your body's having a weird reaction to it but I know that feeling so distinctly still to, like, this day, and it's just something that I don't think, like, will ever, will, will ever leave me, but, like, it's th- it's a deep form, like, that was a deep form of emotion, and I think, like, I'm, I, I think that I'm an emotive person partially because of that, like, that has, some of my pain has definitely taught me to be in touch with myself, because, like, I don't think I was ever further from my own body than that moment, like, it really, that's... We were watching that. We were watching a, a video earlier too. That was about like, how do you die before you die? Yeah. It was just essentially like it. it it's it was a, a video about uh, psilocybin, but it, it was you know tripping to like see the greater 
union in the universe. Yeah, or having, having yeah. these like near death experiences is the only way to achieve a life worth living. Yeah, and I was like, I think that is yeah, that's probably my closest near death experience thus far. And, like, you know, I've been hit by a car and, like, knocked out before and, like, woke up at the hospital. But literally, like, I was knocked out. Like, it felt I, yeah, it was it felt like waking up from a sleep. Yeah. yeah. It was Kinda not, like, off. yeah, not, but did literally, like, like, my soul being dragged from my body and, like, out of it for a decent amount of time. Damn. Yeah. But, like, re- regrounding yourself and finding yourself again and, like, moving past things and, like, you know, like, yeah, not... Yeah, well, that's the other part of life. Not drowning with... rebirth after that. Not time. drowning with your demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's something super 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 human about that and you feel very you feel very alive afterwards yeah and you're acute i think you're acutely aware that you're alive after that too because i think that experiencing death like sometimes doesn't get you over death but just makes you more aware of it like i think mm-hmm. there's more for me to do like i'm not i couldn't say that i'm ready to die like yeah, i'd be scared to die, to die yeah. yeah i'd be freaked out you know but like it, it definitely makes you aware it makes you grateful every every second very true how many songs are going to be on the So right now we have five solid ones, yeah, like, yeah. in the works with mm-hmm. cuts on them. Uh, one done. Uh, going to be so. releasing a single? Yeah, yeah, I think the one out. I think the one we have done we might we might release for the single. I haven't decided that one's the free, that one's free that one's the freestyle. That's a full freestyle. So I think right now the way the cut down's going is three. Uh, are going to be freestyles, and, and at least two are going to write. If we decide to go with the six, we'll write the third, too. So if, it'll you be about post, 50, if you 50. post the done one, I'll put it on the podcast. Oh, facts. Say less. Say less. Yeah, yeah. I actually have a session. I'm going over my producer, Tommy, uh, who lives right down here on campus. Yeah, he's on, he's on this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, you know, also my little... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's producing all this uh, and mastering it, and I'm, you know, obviously there for creative input, but I'm just, you know, kind of like, I, what would you call, it's funny, what would you call, I guess I'm the artist in this case, but he's, like, equally the artist in this case. Like yeah, it's, it's kind of like the producer, artist, like, tag team. Yeah, like, know? like, Savage and, like, Boomin. Like, oh, that's yeah. what I think about, yeah. just very different vibes, you know, yeah. but, like... Yeah. Everyone, everyone needs the guy behind the keyboard, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm also, like, I'm... I'm I'm pretty good with, like, I'm pretty good theory-wise, like, music mm-hmm. theory. Like, I know what sounds good, and I know how to make it sound good um, when laying stuff down. But, like, doing it, actually, the instruments, like, playing with yeah. the device, that's, that's what gets me. Yeah, there's the technical, or, like, the logical and then practical. There's the practical end of it, which I could get good at. I'm pretty, you know, like, I'm doing this, I have this fucking class, I'm coding this keyboard right now. I'm yeah, making, it just like, takes practice. Games and sensors, Yeah. But I would just have to actually sit down and devote yeah. the time, and I'm so fucking busy with school right now, it's, mm-hmm. like, hard. And that's why, for everyone listening, I'm really excited about this summer. I'll have more stuff coming out, more, you know, just more work in general. We're going to get a TikTok going, uh, just for fucking, on, fucking around, just throwing on beats. Luke too. will be on them. They're just freestyles, and, like, we sit in a room, or, you know, yeah. it's a session of us writing, mixing, whatever it is, just, like, you know. So is your artist name, do you have, like, an artist, like... I don't know, like some shady. There is a no. Is it just Alex? Actually, low key. um, Persona, other persona, artist. Yeah, Yeah, there's the persona is. I've tinkered around with the name, and this is the the one I've gotten the most like positive feedback. Is uh, in case you don't know, like I'm Jewish. 
Um, no, 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 no. It's and, and common headwear to remind you, like you know, be 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 above yourself. Look to that above yourself mm-hmm. is the Amica. Yeah. Uh, and I thought about I was thinking about names, and we were sitting in a room that like you know last year, my freshman year, and I was I was freestyling for someone for the first time. <laughs> they just didn't know that I was going to be like actually good, <laughs> and they were like Young Yami. And I was young like, young Yami. Yami, and they were like, because you're Jewish. And I was like, it just resonated <laughs> and then you're with me. Like, I, I was like, yeah, like it resonated with me. Yeah, I like and if I never Yami. told you that that was because I was Jewish, you'd never be like, young Yamaka. It just sounds like yeah, young yeah. Yami. Like, it's just kind of hard. Yeah. yeah. You, like, can, you can make some rhymes with that shit. Easy, 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 easy. Yeah. Look, we're producing Yami, an album with Tommy. We're in the cut with young Yami. Yeah, like there's so many, there's so many like lines that you can use for that. But like that's you know, honestly, I'd probably produce an EP under that. And if I decided I liked the name better, I would just go switch the name. Artists switch their names in like the Genesis all the time. You know, yeah. yeah, like a Juice World started out as Juice the Kid. I don't mm-hmm. know if y'all know that. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar started as uh, I think it was K Dot. K Dot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and he flipped, he flipped back and forth between that for a while. But his OG was K Dot, and he still uses that alias. He drops mm-hmm. it, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, that's one of the best. I wish I could wipe the world of the memory of that name because I would just use A Dot. I swear, like that's oh, no. Nah, it's just such. That was really clever. Like that's a great, great, great uh, alias by Kendrick. Um, what else? I'm trying to think of other artists that were, were like different names before they fucking came up. 21 Sav. I don't know. That that makes me... Th- oh, Travis Scott was a, when, uh, went by a different stage name for a little, too. Yeah, um, a lot of artists. Can't remember. Uh, I, what's Travis Scott's real name? Is that uh, Jacques. Jacques. Jacques, yeah. Jacques something. Jacques, Jacques Webster. Jacques Webster. I don't know where Travis is from, but I know Scott is from uh, Kid Cudi, because Kid Cudi's name is Scott. Oh, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, and he was, like, growing yeah, up as a huge Kid Cudi fan. Yeah. You can even tell in the fucking beats and shit. Why don't we want to freestyle? Um, hmm? You want to spit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, spit, I'll spit a little bar for, the, for off, the podcast. Show off some moves. Yeah, look for a little pre. Yeah, get some hype oh. some listeners. The five people that listen. Right. Here. Which one do you want? Let me see. Five thousand. Let me throw one on. This might blow up. I don't know. Nah, this, gonna blow up. this is going to blow up. Listen, listen to us. <laughs> Afterwards, we're gonna listen to this. We're gonna be like, "Damn, that's crazy." (laughs) (laughs) I'm walking like a dangerous line on on this YouTube right now. Who would you say your what like influences has this EP like beats wise and stuff? Um, what what can listeners expect from this EP? Okay, yeah, yeah, I think that they can expect, I think my sound, um, I think the way, the way that I rap, I think, is similar to Code of the Friend, uh, I think that a lot of the way, I think my rhyme scheme is a lot, like, I took a lot of, a lot of rhyme scheme from, not from Mac Miller, but influence from Mac Miller, like, I listen to his stuff, and the way that he connected words, and, and all that, and, uh, you know, tried to really just like model myself after that a little because I thought it was cool. I always liked how upbeat his shit was, mm-hmm. like especially the early stuff, like you know, like kids and oh, Blue yeah. Side Park yeah, and like feel yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. It's funny. You can't even find like stuff like that on YouTube anymore, like Mac Miller type beats because they're all like swimming and like circles type, yeah, which I love, but yeah. like it's not you know, not it's always the vibe. Bad. And 
I don't know. I think that when I write, I think the greatest lyricist of all time is Kendrick Lamar. So like when I, yes, if I'm writing, like I'm, if I'm writing, writing, if I'm not freestyling, I do want to freestyle too. It's just not mm-hmm. equivalent. But when I'm writing, I try to hold myself to like the high, that the high, high standard, standard I can, because yeah. lyrics are important. You know, they are. Uh, they say the hottest iron burns the hottest iron. So like if you, if you, uh, if you look at the greats and you learn from them, your product will also therefore be great. Facts. Yeah. Let's see where this takes us. Let's see. It's a commercial. This episode is brought to you by <laughs> mildly attractive white people in a spaceship. Yeah. Talking about years that was formative Let me spit to you, it's informative uh, I don't really mean to be performative But I like acting And I like action I could juke my situations on feel Lamar Jackson Boy from Baltimore and he recorded me Yeah, on the podcast Whenever boring C I used to worry about grades And now I'll ever see a C's Cause these notes too good And I keep it in good key Good company with me And we just chillin' Load a bowl And I spit fillers like Mac Miller A villain in the greatest mf doom rest in peace yeah that's that lateness but i don't want to die because i'm scared of it so if you carry me to the cemetery you best be ready to blindfold me and chloroform it because uh, i don't want to be awake when you're trying to bury me in my grave i need someone to save me i need someone to save me i've been way off the track as of lately yeah and this all a freestyle so i know if i say the wrong lyric yeah you still couldn't hate me if i write it down know it'll be profound and better huh me and this bitch in the head yeah i mean in my bed and she giving me head yeah almost fucked up but i never will at least not until i'm dead like i mentioned before the years that i had off drugs sitting in the pad wasn't good for me but really made me learn so maybe it was yeah i just had to know that i was gonna come rise above yeah uh watch it drip from my heart trickle like blood cause you didn't hit my jugular baby that's just a vein know that i'm in love with you and i'm vain so every time i'm with you it's trouble you huh Okay, I could spit something different Talk about love and how it let me lifless Listless from a little children Little child, I was 18 down Magmile Going to Lollapalooza when I found her Molly, yeah, now there's aura all around her Follies that I fell into, I should've done better Didn't, wasn't the wiser, now I'm dead, yeah Isn't it kinda funny the way that we go in life, yeah Looking for one stride that's gonna make us blow up in life You probably wouldn't find it, yeah So why you looking, you're missing life, yeah And you're missing the limelight, huh Okay Woo! Yeah, that was, that was decent, you know I was good as fuck Alright, well <coughs> Catch Alex's EP. When's it gonna come out? Uh, so it's April fifth right now. Uh, I I actually go home to St. Louis. Tommy was in Chicago. Uh, I leave like May fifth. I don't know when he leaves, so I'm a I'm slating it to come out like latest May first. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be summer. I'll definitely listen. Yeah, I think it'll be before then, to be honest, because the longest part is mastering, and I'm not I'm not undertaking that. And he's pretty good at it, so I think that like should be alright. I, I think I think he'll be quick with it. Yeah. Th- right, this you know, is still thanks the for beginning. Out. Yeah. The, oh, this is this is real beginning. Like that's this is early freestyle. We're gonna look back on this. Yeah. Put it on. It's gonna be on SoundCloud. You I'm know. Long yeah. <laughs> for you. <laughs> no way. No. <laughs> no chance. He's, he's done whippets, but he hasn't done.
Yeah. Oh, I, I took a bong hit. Yeah. You've done whippets before, the, you've done weed. Ty, you're, you're in the wrong order right now. You are in the wrong order, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was recording my episode backwards. You're <laughs> living life backwards. <coughs> like, I get inhalants if you, like, sniff, sniff glue. I get getting on inhalants if you, like, sniff glue in third grade. Yeah. Cause who else hasn't done that? You remember that? Like I we actually, get. I actually never sniffed glue. I didn't do that. How, oh. how, how was I it? used to get like high off of like glue <laughs> oh. and permanent markers. <laughs> what, what, what's the high like? You just, just feel like, weird. Blood. You're just like, Whoa. <laughs> like you don't even know what's happening until like, you're just like, this shit, this shit's good. <laughs> and then I remember one time, like when I was a kid, uh, the smell of gasoline was also like yeah, an inhalant. That, that's a good smell. Exactly. They also taught, I don't know why, but they taught us about drugs like in third grade. Right. So they were like, yeah, right, right. <laughs> don't sniff glue too much. It'll get you addicted. And I was like, I'm fine. I, I could go to Costco. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to see what it's all about. So I sn- started sniffing glue. And then like at the gas station, when my mom was like pumping the gas, I would just be in the car. Just <laughs> <laughs> Just inhaling as much of the fumes as possible until I got wheezy, and I was like, I don't want to fucking do this again. Uh, yeah, so now, basically, you just copy and paste that with weed and shrooms. That's basically the natural, the natural version. A lot more natural than glue, permanent markers, and gasoline. It's uh, it it like cancer just looks so like clean, just so inviting. Yeah. What, the, whi- the whippets? Yeah, yeah man. Uh, yeah, that's the thing about whippets is they're cheap, they're legal. You, they just look, they look so you can, like you can I don't know regular. You can buy them at any age. <laughs> any age? Yeah. Oh my god. Because they're, they're they're supposed to be used for whipped cream, basically. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a cooking utensil. Yeah. All right, but anyway, enough with the chit chat and the small talk. Let's get down to Time business. Get what do you think there's more of in reality in this world, good or evil? Well, first, I think we have to define what we believe to be. Well, that's the here's here's the beautiful thing about like the human condition is we all deep down know no, what's good what's something bad. about there's something good and there's that's something nice. evil. Mm-hmm. Now, getting down to the nitty gritty of it, uh, I wouldn't say it's all black and white. You know, um, there's a lot of gray areas, right. a lot of edges to ride and balances to find. Uh-huh. Because would you say you're more of a good person or more of an evil person? I feel like in general I'm a pretty good person. I have my evil aspects too. Well, yeah, I'm not. Th- I'm not feeling I'm like interviewing Hitler right now. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, so we both. I, I also feel like I'm a pretty good guy, and then you are. Also, people have called me a jackass, and I've also like done some bad things. There's a lot of people that think that you got more bad in you than good in you. Yeah, but I think I think it's all really a balance. And it's your choice to focus on either the good or the bad. And here, here's what I'm thinking about. Can there be more good or bad? Is I think that they have to be equal. It's impossible for them to be not equal. So you think everything like it compensates. The, so the here's what I'm thinking, right? Here's what I'm thinking, right? Okay. So I used to live in Portland, Oregon. Okay. So Portland, Oregon, cloudy, rainy, probably like five days of the week. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, Saturday hits... And it's sunny outside, you know, You and, like, everybody's out, you know, great day, so nice. But, like, if you look at it, it looks like there's more bad than good, mm-hmm. but the good 
is so much greater. The absolute yeah. value of the good. It makes the bad worth it. Like, yeah, yes, in a way. But like, the like just the one sunny day is equal to like the five cloudy days. But like, you know, here in Arizona, right? If we have like a cloudy or rainy day, depending on your opinion, mm-hmm. right? That can be just the worst day ever. You go outside and you're like, holy shit, this is so bad. So like five good days, yeah. one well, bad Arizona is kind of very. Arizona is very opposite to Oregon, and I've yes. seen it too. It's, yes. It'll be hot and sunny every single day, and some people just like are way too used to it, so it's right. just a normal kind of day. But then the second there's overcast and rain, all these Arizonans fucking love it yeah. for some reason. Yeah. I was one time. It was like the first rainstorm of college, and it was like totally like pouring down. And I look outside my window. I'm studying for a test. I look outside my window, and there's a bunch of these people using a bridge over the road as a slip and slide. Because the concrete isn't used to being that wet, that you could just slide down like a motherfucking penguin. Arizona's not made for rain. Like, when it rains, it floods so easily. Yeah, everything's flat. Yeah. And we're in a valley. They don't have, like, drainage for, for, like, they don't have the infrastructure for rain. You know who has, like, hella good rain infrastructure? New Orleans. I bet, yeah. Those motherfuckers. They got, they got that hurricane. They had the other really. Exactly. They got that shit locked down. Where there's, like, they put up, like, these walls that just come out of the ground when they know a hurricane's coming. And because they know how, it's happened so much that they know how the city floods. Right. So these walls, like, help prevent it or, like, steer the water so it goes back in. Yeah, I don't know the entire science. But that's, that's the cool thing is... With humanity, because we're—I was—I've been thinking about this last night. We're honestly just stuck here on this rock. That's it. Yeah. You know. So you can try, and on this rock, there's good and evil all over the place. But the cool thing is, with humanity, is we can, once we figure out the balance, we can turn bad things into good. That's it. Well, I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. So I was reading. I was reading this. I read this book one time. It's uh, you can find it online actually. It's like a free book. It they were uh, so like there was this project that these college students at mm-hmm. like I think it was one of the California schools, maybe Stanford, but they were setting up a project for like, the, it's called the Global Truth Project. Global Truth. And um, people submit like books, and whichever one makes the most sense, it's basically like a philosophy or a religion. Okay. Whichever one makes the most sense, they publish on their website. And there's this book called The Truth. I read it, and it's about, like, the balance in life and how okay. to, like... To check um, is it, like, a hard read, easy read? Is it, it's a really easy read. Gotcha. It's, like, it'll have a couple paragraphs and, like, a quote from some, like, scientist and a couple paragraphs. Damn, that shit makes so much sense. <laughs> but, like, yeah, no, it, it, takes, it, out. it takes, like, science and, like, what, like, Albert Einstein and all the mm-hmm. smart people said throughout their careers into, like, a religion almost. And yeah. It, it's, like... Well, I, that's what I think. I think science is just another religion. Because all religion is, is humans trying to interpret divine knowledge. Right. And all that is, is just us really looking at the big picture of things. Which is, dude, we're just a bunch of things on a rock. Yeah. What do we do? Like, and then we make up this story right. to do whatever we do. And that's religion. Me personally, I'm not, I'm not a religious person. Yeah. But there's sort of like a philosophy or... A philosophical story I read one time, something like that, is that, so, like, a person who believes in religion, they believe life is, you're pushing a boulder up a hill, right? Mm-hmm. Pushing, pushing up a hill, and, like, once you reach the top of the hill, 
you like stop you like thought you won yeah right but like if you're a knowledge person then like you push the boulder up the hill and once you get to the top you like push it back down and you like run back down and you like keep pushing up and you're enjoying pushing up the boulder i like i kind of like life that way because like yeah. you enjoy pushing the boulder up without like an end goal yeah but like in a way like a, like a religious sense is that pushing the boulder up is like is a grind like it yeah. hurts like you're not enjoying pushing the boulder up but like you're hoping to reach the top but if like the boulder just falls at the top then you've been wasting your time alright yeah I'm saying I was gonna say like I feel like part of humanity is just like not knowing what what's greater than us you know yeah what's what's like out there besides like I mean I think like the advancement in science and technology we're gonna be able to actually like possibly find some answers mm-hmm. hopefully but I feel like to what happens to us after, we'll just never know and we're not supposed to know, you know? That's yeah. kind of, like, how I look at it. I think it's just whatever's next is next. Right, right. You know? Like, when we were kids, like babies, we weren't worried about the rest of our lives. Right. We were just living. We're living the moment. So that... Time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so proportionally, the next step is just after we die. So I'll, I'll wait until that happens. Cause I might as well enjoy pushing the boulder. Yeah, yeah. That, that book talks about like how humans have reached a point in evolution where like their brains are like too powerful for like mm-hmm. we're using our brains in a destructive way right now versus the way we could like we could actually be like the first like spiritual beings if we want to yeah, because I we think. have the power <laughs> to be able to yeah. think like that. Well, we even see like how we're slowly killing like killing or the earth with pollution and shit you can see how we're stumped and we can either I think we can either go two ways we can either go with technology or we can go spiritual right. spirituality um yeah it's kind of crazy cause like if you think about it, like a video game right like every like earth all the time has had like balancing patches you know oh yeah dinosaurs like oh they're too big like we gotta get rid of them you know disease is too powerful we'll make everybody immune to them but like humans are kind of like fucking everything up right now like Mm. like what's balancing us like is it ourselves are we the first patch ever to balance ourselves well then in that case are we just doomed to constantly be in conflict with each other with each other we almost have to be right like where do we go from here we don't have to be you don't have I think, to be you I don't have we, to be talking i think we've reached a point where we're like there can be there can be peace yeah. but we're, that's, we're that's, breaking that, earth you know right? how much shit we'd have to do there, there, to make yeah. no it would be you'd have to go completely into the deep end of yeah. good I don't which think, is I don't uni- think, yeah uniting i don't think all. we're i don't think we're ready yet that's uh, really bad. i think i think we're slowly getting there, though. Because, like, there's more and more studies with psychedelic drugs and how it, like, works on the human body. And they're finding a lot it's of new shit. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what's going to happen next, where we're just all going to realize how our brains work and, like, functionally, like, figure that out. Because already, I've tripped about, I've tripped, like, three times, three or four times. And every time... Like, I just learn more and more about how I think, how I interpret the world, what's important to me. And because it's, it's going to sound pretty epistemic right now, but 
but it is my yeah. life. Right, right. <laughs> I might as well. I'm the main character of my life. I might as well live it out <coughs> like so. You know? That's that's like sort of philosophy you kind of have in my life. What you're saying, like main character, like there's some shit I do sometimes that's like I want to be a side character in my life. Yeah. Like why am I focusing yeah, why? on other, why am I focusing on other people more than focusing on myself? Like you don't have to be selfish, but you have to like know what you want. Yeah, you have to balance. Here's all right. So my philosophy from what I've learned is that there's three factors in life that control like reality and how we live. It's yourself, because you perceive your own reality right. and how you wanna do things. Um, Cause no matter what, if you wanna do, you gotta get it done. You gotta make that circle, you gotta make that connection. So mm-hmm. you are doing it, you see everything. And then there's the world which surrounds you and it's, it's the rock we're on right now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's cold, but it's also pretty cool yeah. Um, but like the natural order of things it always balances out and sometimes that means harshness and death and evil because the like what the necessary evils that's what they say um, and then the third thing is good which is like God which is like the, the that's the shit that makes you get up in the morning because it's all the stuff that you look forward to it's the it's the, what makes it worth pushing the boulder on the giant mountain in the first place and after you figure all that shit out and then you learn more and more about God, the world, and yourself, the more and more balance you have, the more and more successful in all three of those areas you can be. Thanks. And like Is that all, all those three pillars build you up at once. It's like yeah. an equation. Exactly. It's like the happiness. That's world. the life equation. Right. Like you they they literally can't like cause like if there's no such thing as good in your life, then like what's bad? There has to be, like, an equal amount of bad to it, you know? Like, it's just impossible for there not to be, because it's, like... Because you can't really appreciate something good unless you've... Like, you don't know a good thing until it's gone. Like, like yeah. Like, five yeah. or five rainy days, you get a sunny day. You're like, everybody, everybody comes outside, it's the best day ever when it's a sunny day yeah. in Portland, Oregon. Like, okay. for how, it's like, a balance. Like, we're very fortunate compared to a lot of, like, other like third-world countries and stuff. Their good would be, like, something that would be so... Like not significant to us, but like mm-hmm. this isn't like a, this isn't a human thing. Sorry to cut you off, Tony, but this isn't a human thing, right? But I was watching this video of this dog in Gambia, and had like these like Gambian worms mm. that were in his paw, right? So this this dog's going through a bunch of pain, you know, because they're trying to squeeze the worms out. They yeah. squeeze it oh, out. Are the worms like coming out of the paw? Yeah, okay. like, I thought, like, like I thought it was like trying to eat the worms. Oh no no no! It's like no. I was like food, yeah, was these like, Gambian. Uh, fly worms or something like that they're okay. in the paw and so like gotcha. the, the doctor or the vet just has to like squeeze them out the dog's in so much pain you know it's like doing all that and it like but like it looks over right and it sees this tennis ball and it like gets up and it just like runs over the tennis ball and like that was the best like it went through so much pain and it found this tennis ball that's actually a metaphor of like use my life is what's your what's your tennis ball right uh-huh. focus on all the bad shit but like you see that glimmer of light that tennis ball I'm like sometimes I think during the day like when I'm having a bad day I was like wait what's my tennis ball today and like I see that shit and that's like that helps a lot if you find if you find that good thing in there yeah you just gotta find your tennis ball Thanks. yeah that's what I'm saying there's a lot of earthworms but like the reaction of that dog almost like balanced everything out in his life like if you focus only on the earthworm the Gambian flyworms in your life mm-hmm. you're gonna be so sad you're just gonna be a dog whimpering on the table yeah. but like Go find your tennis ball, guys. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, life is like a coin. There's a heads and a tails. Like a good and a bad. Mm-hmm. But there's also a third side of the coin that no one really knows about. It's the edge. That's what balances the heads right. and the tails. And that's what makes that coin worth it. Right. if you just have a heads of a coin, there's no tails to it. And you try to, like, buy something, no one's going to take yeah. it. No one's going to take it. Your head bunny. Yeah. That's right. I won't take that shit. So, yeah, I'll say, to conclude the debate, there's just as much good with you mm-hmm. in life. Like, for every wrong, there's, like, a right. And it's, like, sort of how do, you, how do you make of it? Like, if you think you're, like, all sad at the time, you know, something pretty easy can make you, like... Like, a, like, you know how somebody's depressed, right? Yeah. And then someone's just like, hey, like, John, like, you look good today. <laughs> and, like, that one compliment, you're just like... Like, I needed that today. Yeah, Something that like completely that. changes your day. I forgot who, I think, it, maybe one of Newton's, like, laws. Maybe it's, like, Newton's third law or something. But it's, like... Every reaction, there's an equal and opposite right, reaction. Right, right. Like, it's, like, a law of the universe that the universe is balanced. And if there's anything out of balance, then the universe wouldn't be a thing. Because exactly. you need the balance for it to be functional. And that's the same with everyone's life, too. Yeah. You need the balance for it to be functional. You know what's the weirdest thing that I've like? We kind of take it for granted, and it goes along with the new. It's gravity. Because you think about it, gravity is literally it's just fun. everything in the universe revolving around each other. It's fucked. For some reason, it's no fucked. one knows why. But that's like, and because of gravity, everything else else is built on that. Like yeah. physics is the laws of gravity. Yeah. And then so. Those circles just multiply, multiply, and amplify, and become more and more complicated until the point where we have uh, like life. Mm-hmm. The universe didn't have to have gravity; it just does. Yeah, didn't have to. No, but gravity, gravity's like what, like dictates like everything, like time and. Yeah. Have you guys seen the? You guys seen Interstellar? No, I've seen Inception. I've I seen want to see Interstellar. Interstellar is so crazy, but there's this one scene where they like go to this one planet that's like. 100,000 times bigger than Earth or something Uh, and they're like on it and one of the guys is like still on the ship like um, like out of orbit of the planet or whatever and they're like on the planet for like 15 minutes and they come back to the ship and it's been like 56 years of like time outside of that planet Earth's time and the guy has like a gray beard and they were just on that planet for 15 minutes and they're the same exact people like, that's crazy. Yeah, because oh, time relative. is yeah. fuck. <laughs> like, when you're moving faster, like, time moves slower, right? Like, exactly. you take two twins, like, one's on Earth, one's in a rocket flying around Earth. Like, <laughs> the twins gonna, like, age less. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. So even, like, even shit that's not, like, I guess everything's nature. But, like, uh, you were saying how everything has a balance. It has to. And usually you think of, like, Oh yeah, the lion kills the zebra, the zebra eats the grass, mm-hmm. Mufasa, circle of life. Yeah, that's an example. Hakuna Matata. And but then you go out in space and t- and even like the physics of time and stuff, because one thing leads to another, it all kinda makes sense. Yeah. It all has a balance of like, oh well yeah, obviously because of the earth is rotating and the rockets rotating a little bit faster, the time would work out. Like you could figure that shit out because it has a balance. It's crazy that we haven't even, like, we haven't started to use that yet. No. Like, we're, ju- we're just learning about it. We're, we're just finding out about this, but, like, imagine, I don't even know how many years, like, I don't know what's a weird amount, like, 50,000. I feel like that's, like, 
Pro Four, like we start using that shit. Like mm-hmm. we start, we start what? dictating time. Yeah. Well, like Elon, yeah, Elon Musk, and they've theoretically figured out a way to create time travel, but they haven't figured out a way to practically use right. it. Right. They know it's possible for sure. Yeah. And I think in order, in order for something, what's good, Ken? In order for something to move around in this dimension, it would have to be of something of outside. In order, to like, like, like they always compare like this universe to a piece of paper, and like in order to time travel, yeah, like you fold the piece of paper yeah. and stick it with a pencil, right? But that pencil isn't paper. So in order to stick a hole through the paper, you need to get something outside of the paper in order to stick it through. And I think that's where dark matter comes. Like, in order to manipulate matter, you need dark matter because it compensates. That's where the balance leads. That's the next circle. We gotta harness that dark matter. I'm saying. Uh, I'm saying. Use the anti-light. I think this is a great way to end it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Good conversation. Find the balance and stay high. Mm-hmm. Stay high. Stay high. <laughs> <laughs> On whippets. On whippets. According to Ty. Don't <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>